here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is um, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. Uh, Mark will be back with you uh, next week. He tweeted out about that earlier today, and I know that uh, many of us are be very happy to have him back uh, after some time off. Uh, we've got a lot to, to chat about this evening, uh, so let's get rid of the breaking news first. Mick Mulvaney will serve as the acting chief of staff. Donald Trump tweeted that out saying... I look forward to working with him in this new capacity as we continue to make America great again. John will be staying, referring to John Kelly, the current chief of staff, until the end of the year. He's a great patriot, and I want to personally thank him for his service. Uh, This coming after, uh, about a half hour ago, President Trump tweeted out, I am pleased to announce that Mick Mulvaney, director of the Office of Management and Budget, will be named acting White House chief of staff, replacing General John Kelly, who has served our country with distinction. Mick has done an outstanding job while in the administration. So that coming after uh, earlier today, a lot of people thought the job was actually going to go to Chris Christie. Uh, Chris Christie released a statement and went out online. Uh, he said, it is an honor to have the president consider me as he looks to choose a new White House chief of staff. Now, they met on Wednesday uh, and also last night. Christie wrote in a statement that was shared by the New York Times today that he said, quote, however, I told the president that now is not the right time for me or my family to undertake this serious assignment. As a result, I have asked to uh, not to be considered for this post. Uh, again, um, this coming from Chris Christie, and immediately after that, the president uh, coming out and naming uh, Mick Mulvaney the new White House chief of staff. So there's your, some of your breaking news there. Now, uh, on another front this morning, you had this big interview, uh, a big get for uh, the people at uh, Good Morning America and George Stephanopoulos. They sat down earlier today uh, and had this conversation uh, about going to jail for three years. Now, I will say one of the one of the most hilarious things over the last twenty four hours is how many Democrats who hated Michael Cohen said he was a liar, said he was a terrible person. Now, all of a sudden, that he's turned on Trump, they immediately say, "Oh my goodness, he's so credible. I believe him. He sounds credible. Don't you believe him?" Uh, and and he's blaming Donald Trump for everything. He's saying, "Well, Donald Trump made me do it." What are you five? You're an attorney. Your job is to, as an attorney, is to not break the law. In fact, your job as an attorney is to uh, represent the court and the legal system and make sure that when you're doing your job that you're not breaking the law while doing your job. That is the job of the attorney. That's the whole point of And, and I wonder at what point the Bar Association says, yeah, we're also just going to make sure you can never practice law again. Just a little side note. We'll see what happens on that aspect of it. Now, back to the core point here. What 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 you have now is... Michael Cohen, and let's just do a quick overview of all of this. You have a special prosecutor and James Comey and others that get this job, and their goal is to destroy Donald Trump. Their goal is to put the squeeze on Donald Trump. 
They need anyone they can around Donald Trump to squeeze info that could get them what they want, which is the ultimate prize, the grand prize, and that is to hurt the president. Michael Cohen has been his attorney for more than a decade. Everybody knows that Cohen, quote, knows where the bodies are. Then you use big words like, well, he's a fixer. So he's going to know even more than anybody else what's happening because he is, quote, a fixer. So Comey's team starts looking into Michael Cohen, and they find out that he's been shady on his taxes, on his personal business dealings, and some things with his father, his wife, their family company, his um, taxi cab company, which none of this has anything to do with Donald Trump. None of it has anything to do with Donald Trump. But they say, and, and, and in fact, the special prosecutor knows that he can't actually go after these crimes because he also knows that it's outside of the scope of his job, which is in theory to be talking about Russia collusion and really what they're trying to do is just take down the president. So he does what he knows will work. He decides, I got this. I'm going to hand this over to people in New York that hate Trump. I'm going to hand it over to uh, DAs that want to destroy Trump. I'm going to hand it over to prosecutors that want to destroy Trump and want to make their career in New York off of destroying Trump. This will be perfect. This will be ideal. This will be amazing. Let's do it. And so what they do is they hand over this information. They say, hey, we want, we need you to nail him. We need you to put the squeeze on Cohen, do whatever you can do, and then we want him to cooperate with our investigation on Trump. And we think that if you can just do this, that we'll be able to get what we need on him. So make it happen. Sure enough, in New York, they look into this stuff and they find out that he cheated on his taxes, that he misrepresented his, 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 his financial stake, his money, whatever you want to call it. And then they go to him and they basically say, we got gotcha. you. You want to play? And Michael Cohen's an attorney. He's a lawyer. He knows what the federal government can do to him. He knows how much trouble he's in. And what he says is what any lawyer would have said to their client. Dude, make a deal. Give them what they want. Tell them what they want to hear. Help them in any way they ask you so that you actually don't go to prison for a decade or longer. You got a wife. You got a kid. You need to make sure that your wife and your kids see you again. This is the same advice that Michael Cohen would give his own client, and now he's in the position. So he says, okay, Mr. Special Prosecutor, I'll work with you. What do you want to know? What do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to connect dots for? What do you want me to give you more information on? Now, I'm not blaming Michael Cohen for doing this. What I have a problem with is the same media that hated Michael Cohen now all of a sudden is obsessed with him and in love with him and saying, doesn't he sound credible when for the last three years or two and a half years since Michael Cohen came out on TV and they started putting him on CNN and Fox, MSNBC and everywhere else, everybody, all the media was like, I don't like him, I can't stand him, he's a shady guy, he works for Trump, I can't stand him. And now all of a sudden you want me to believe he's somehow credible? You want me to somehow think that just overnight you went from hating him to loving him and I'm supposed to believe that now he's somehow a really good guy and you really do love him? Come on. 
when the and, and and the thing is that's so hilarious about this is that there's any time where actually Michael Cohen needs to lie, it's right now to stay out of prison for a really, really long time. If there's any time for him to lie, it's now. It's 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 right now. And so Michael Cohen got in trouble, not for what he did while in the Trump administration, or I should say on his campaign. He didn't get in trouble for any of that. Let's make that very clear. He didn't get in trouble for any of that. He didn't get in trouble for things he did within the Trump administration. What he got in trouble for was things he did outside the administration. Second part here. They've all said, well, no, Ben, you're wrong. He got in trouble for paying off porn stars. Bill Clinton did it, and it's not illegal. As long as it didn't come out of the campaign fund, it is not illegal. The money did not come out of the campaign fund. People pay off people all the time. It is not illegal. Dershowitz and others, who I'm not big fans of, have said the same thing. They said he could have paid a billion dollars to porn stars to keep them quiet, and as long as he did have his company, it didn't matter. It's not illegal. It's not against the law. And for all these people screaming, oh, it's against the law, it's against the law, Let's just hit a pause button here and remind Congress about their congressional slush fund that for decades has been paying out millions of dollars in sexual harassment claims using my money, using your money, using our money as taxpayers. So before you start trying to sell me that Donald Trump and Michael Cohen broke campaign finance laws and Donald Trump should be indicted, the answer is you're stretching. The answer is no. The answer is this is not how it works. As much as you want to turn it into something else, it's not there. Bill Clinton paid out an insane amount of money. No one complained. Hell, you even had John Edwards who paid out money, and the way he did it actually was illegal, and he didn't even go to jail for it. When he was trying to pay hush money off to the woman he impregnated while his wife was fighting cancer while he was running for president. And that actually was going through the campaign. And even he didn't get charged with a crime and didn't go to jail for it. So spare me this fake outrage. Now, again, Cohen today on TV, and we got a lot of clips here. So, uh, Mr. Producer, if you'll get clip one um, up, this is where Cohen says, Donald Trump made me do it. Donald Trump made me, he directed me to make these payments. Mr. Producer, play clip one. He's saying very clearly that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump Organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. He directed me, as I said in my allocution, and I said as well in the plea, he directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, uh, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker and then David Pecker's counsel. I just reviewed the documents in order to protect him. I gave loyalty to someone who truthfully does not deserve loyalty. He was trying to hide what you were doing, correct? Correct. And he knew it was wrong? Of course. And he was doing that to help his election? He, you have to remember at what point in time that this matter came about, two weeks or so before the election, post the Billy Bush comments. So, yes, he was very concerned about how this would affect the election. Okay, here's the part that just makes me laugh. 
if you're the president of the United States of America, then Kenneth Trump, and this is coming out, and you have someone that says, I'm going to ruin your chance to the White House, and you know that this story is going to hurt you, and you decide, I'm going to give you some money to shut up about it because it's going to hurt me too much, and I don't have time to defend it, and I'm running for president, and you're only doing this to hurt me, regardless of if it's true or not true. I'm just saying at that point, is it illegal for you through your business to pay someone? The answer is no, it's not illegal. Second of all, Michael Cohen knows it's not illegal. He should have fought it. But he didn't have what he what it took to fight it. That's the reason why he didn't fight this charge. He would have won. Uh, I, across the board, Republicans and Democrats have all said that Michael Cohen pled guilty to something that's not illegal. He pled guilty to something that actually didn't happen. He pled guilty to something he didn't need to play guilty to. Now, the reason why he pled guilty is the real story here. He did it because he was in so much trouble on his personal business dealings, his family dealings, and and, and and cheating on his taxes that he pled guilty to something because he knew that he needed something for leverage. And he knew that the way he would spend the least amount of time in jail is to give them what they wanted him to say on the issue of Donald Trump. But remember, now the government's telling you that what really matters here is that that Michael Cohen somehow instantly, after being a convicted felon, is somehow the most credible person out there, and everything he says you should believe, which is insanity. I'll get your phone calls, your reaction to this. Do do you now all of a sudden believe Michael Cohen like he's salt-of-the-earth person? And and, and remember, while he's doing this interview, it's not over for Michael Cohen. He's still cooperating with the feds. Remember that. He's still a cooperating individual. It's not like now he can tell you everything that really happened and how it all went down because he's still on the hook. A lot of people have forgotten that. It's not just done for him. 1-877-381-3811. And if you think Michael Cohen's not telling the truth, he's on the hook for possibly lying to the special prosecutor because they're still going to use his testimony. So he has to keep this story going. He has to keep this story up. He cannot go backwards. He has to go all in on this because this is what got him the deal. And if he all of a sudden starts changing his story or or saying it differently, then he's in trouble with them for lying to them. He has got to go all in, and that's exactly what he's done. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. He will be back with you. Uh, I am excited to announce he will be back with you uh, on Monday. So make sure that you're around for that. Uh, in the meantime, I'll be holding down the floor for you. We've got so much to talk about today. Uh, don't worry. Some of you have already tweeted at me saying, Ben, I want your comments on the seven-year-old, seven-year-old Guatemalan girl who died uh, in Border Patrol custody. The, the Washington Post came out with a disgusting headline. 
uh, trying to blame our Border Patrol agents who actually did everything they could to save this little girl's life. She was already in bad shape because of the actions of her parents who put her life in danger by trying to break into this country before she ever got there. Uh, But apparently that doesn't matter. You got the seven-year-old Guatemalan girl died in Border Patrol custody. That's how they want it to play, like they killed her, like they threw her in a cage and didn't feed her and didn't give her water for days, which is not what happened at all. We'll deal with that coming up in just a little bit. All right, uh, now back to this other story, um, which is you've got Michael Cohen acting like, uh, I was loyal to Donald Trump, and that's why uh, I did things for him, and that's why I went to, that's why I'm going to prison. No, that's not why you're going to prison. The reason why you're going to prison is because you and your family did a lot of really shady stuff with your businesses that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. That is the exact reason why. You've gone to prison. You've gone to you're going to prison because you lied on your taxes. You're going to prison because you defrauded the American people. You're going to prison because you're you're, you're a, a attorney who thought you could get away with it. And then you got busted. And now you're trying to say uh, somehow, oh, this is all Donald Trump's fault. No, it's not. It's your fault. Take responsibility for your actions. And no, I don't feel sorry for you going to jail for three years. In fact, after hearing this ridiculous interview with George Stephanopoulos, and we're going to play more of it coming up, don't worry. I I, I think you should have probably gotten more time because you're not taking responsibility for your actions. By blaming someone else for what you did wrong tells me that you absolutely have not taken responsibility for your actions. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. You can yell at me if you hate me. Facebook and Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show there. Uh, and uh, you can send me your messages during the show if you have a comment. Hey, want to tell you about Filter By. Around the country, millions of Americans are turning up the furnace for the first time, turning on the furnace uh, for the first time, and then spending a week freezing at night. Why? Because they neglected to change out their air filters, and their system failed. This costly mistake is completely avoidable by replacing those air filters, and you can go to FilterBuy.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. I just moved, and I got in my house, and we had low airflow. I replaced all the filters. That is one of the great things about FilterBuy. You just put in your size, bam. They got over 600 sizes, including custom options. They all ship for free within 24 hours. You're going to save money over what it costs the store. I know this because I just did it. So you can do it. And by the way, uh, you can uh, FilterBuy will give you 5% off your order. When you subscribe to Auto Replacement, and you'll never forget to change your filters out ever again, which can save you money on your utilities as well. So check them out. That's filterbybuy.com. Uh, filterbybuy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. Save some money. Get great, uh, and it'll save you on your equipment and your breakdowns as well. So there you have it. All right, if you just joined us, we're talking about now the darling of the media, the, the now most truthful man in, in, in Washington or New York. He's so truthful, it's unbelievable. This guy, you got to believe everything he says. Michael Cohen, the guy they all hated for forever, is now the guy that you're supposed to love. And he went on Good Morning America, 
And he said, quote, I'm angry at myself because I knew what I was doing was wrong. Now, Donald Trump mentioned something about Cohen saying, if Michael Cohen did something wrong, that's his fault. He's a lawyer. I pay him to make sure that he doesn't do things that are wrong. Kind of got a point there, doesn't he? I mean, if, if, if Michael Cohen's doing things that are wrong and he's your attorney and he's the guy that's supposed to keep you out of trouble, you certainly don't think he's going to be getting you in trouble. I, I mean, he's got a point there. The whole point is you pay a guy a lot of money to do the right thing. And Cohen and, and Mr. Producer, get clip, get clip two ready. Cohen says, I don't want to embarrass Trump, but, but, but I had to, I had to tell the truth. Of course you want to embarrass Trump. The whole point of the interview was to embarrass Trump. Listen to this. And then you wake up today and the president's tweeting from very early, uh, in the morning, uh, several different things. What struck me most is his claim that, um, you, you agreed to this plea deal for this reason, he said. Those charges were just agreed to him by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence. I know which tweets you're talking about. First of all, it's absolutely not true. Um, I did not do it to embarrass the president. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Many people know the truth. Under no circumstances do I want to embarrass the president of the United States of America. The truth is, I told the truth. I took responsibility for my actions. And instead of him taking responsibility for his actions, what does he do? He attacks my family. And after yesterday, again, being before the court and taking the responsibility and receiving a sentence of 36 months, the the only thing he can do is to tweet about my family. He said in the tweets, he repeated in an interview later on, that basically he says, his claim, uh, you're lying about him to protect your wife, to protect your father. Inaccurate. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Others know the truth. And here is the truth. The people of the United States of America, the people of the world, don't believe what he's saying. The man doesn't tell the truth. And it's said that I should take responsibility for his dirty deeds. You lie for him for a long time. More than 10 years. Why? Out of loyalty. Out of loyalty to him. I followed a bad path. And hence how we started this conversation. I I have my freedom. And I will not be the villain, as I told you once before. I will not be the villain of his story. I mean, I'm sorry. You're just so full of crap. It's not even funny. You've taken no responsibility. You've taken no responsibility for anything here. The idea that you've somehow taken responsibility for your actions. Are you kidding me? You haven't taken responsibility for anything. You've taken responsibility for nothing. You've taken responsibility for not a darn thing. All you're doing is blaming Donald Trump for your legal problems, and your legal problems are coming from what? Seriously, what are they coming from? What are your legal problems coming from? They are coming from you being a liar on your personal life, which had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with the president of the United States of America his organization, the stuff that got you in trouble, the president's right on. It was with you, your family. You got yourself in trouble, and you said, I have some leverage. 
I've got it. The leverage is, I know Donald Trump, I was his attorney. What do you want to know? Just tell me what you want to know. Please, whatever you need to know, whatever you want to know, I'm willing to talk about it. Just give it to me. Just give me a deal. Please give me a deal. I beg of you, just give me a deal. If you'll just give me a deal, I'll tell you what you want to know. And then he sits there, he's like, I'm not trying to embarrass the president. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get a deal. What? I'm just trying to get a deal? And I'm supposed to believe you? I'm supposed to, now you're credible? And I love George Stephanopoulos there. Like, what a hack interview. You lied for Donald Trump for a long time, didn't you? Did Donald Trump abandon you? Are you, this is the media now? This is, this is the, this is the media now. I mean, these leading questions. How do you feel? What, how do you feel? Why not go hard on him and just be like, look, you're, you got yourself in a lot of trouble. Did you use Donald Trump as leverage? Why not have that question? Why not ask that question? It's a journalistic question that any journalist should ask. Like, hey, with all due respect, the mass majority of things you got in trouble for were in your personal life. The one thing that they got you for, uh, many attorneys say that you actually should not have pled guilty to because it wasn't a campaign finance violation with you arranging the payments, but you needed to get out of jail and not spend a long time there. So you basically leverage your relationship with the president. That's how a lot of people see this. How do you respond? Where's that question from George Stephanopoulos? one 381 And if you can't get through on the phones, if you want to tweet at me, at Ben Ferguson Show, uh, and on Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show as well. Let me go to Steve. Thanks for waiting. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi, Steve. You there? All right. I guess we lost Steve. We'll try to we'll try to get him back. Let me go to James. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hello. Hey, Ben. The president Mr. Cohen, is it true that you took tens of millions of dollars for peddling influence to the future president of the United States, acting as his personal attorney? And what did you do with all that money? And why didn't you pay your taxes on that? Well, and that's just the recent. Remember, we found out from part of this investigation that as soon as Donald Trump decided to run, Michael Cohen was out there selling his services to anyone that might want to know Donald Trump and making a lot of money off of it. Yeah, tens of millions of dollars. And that was before, by the way, that was and that doesn't even count all the financial crimes he got busted for, which I'll say it again because it's the truth, had nothing to do with the Trump organization. Had nothing to do with any of the people there that were dealing with Trump. Nothing to do with any of his work with the Trump organization. No, it's his own criminal greed that, 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 to play here. And second, and the more important question is why is he let loose to the prostitutes now for the next three months before actually doing his jail time? And it's, it's certainly, you know, so help me God, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me Mueller, is to try and work down his sentence as much as he can because the incoming Congress is going to do everything they can. This is going to add to the cackle and the, the din of the impeachment, lock him up, put him in prison. Uh, and, and the more damage that Cohen can do with his perpetuating these lies is, you know, is going to act as points to, to whittle down his three-month sentence. And what I, what I understand, this particular prison he's going to, he's going to be eating kosher, celebrating Passover, and you know, pretty much doing just about nothing he wouldn't be doing at home. For the next three years, if even that, as, as he continues to... Look, My, Michael Cohen, the, and this goes back to special prosecutor, 
they didn't have anything on him by itself. The only way that they were going to get Michael Cohen to cooperate was if they figured out a way to get him on something and they used his personal life to get him. That's how they did this. It was the only way to do it. Freaked when his client attorney privilege was 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 knocked aside with the raids on his home and his apartments and everything. But well, again, I mean, and also that's the other thing here is, is some people just call this insane extortion. What happened to client uh, client privilege? You have Donald Trump that hires an attorney for ten plus years. That attorney does something wrong in their own personal life, and therefore you you lose. All your client attorney privileges because of something that has nothing to do with your financial relationship or your business relationship. I also think that is incredibly unfair. I mean, the whole point of me being able to talk to my attorney, James, is so that I don't have to worry about anything I say to them. I should be able to say whatever I want to say to them. I should be able to say anything that I need to say to them and not have to worry that if they screw up in their own personal life that somehow I get screwed over and I lose all of that attorney-client privilege. But that's exactly what happened here. one 381 3811 one Let me go to Joanne. You are on the, the uh, Mark Levin Show, Ben Ferguson, filling in tonight. Hi. Yes, good evening. Um, I just wanted to bring up um, the fact that you and a lot of people on the right keep saying that. Uh, just say Cohen me. Don't lying. say me. Don't say a lot of people on the right. I don't speak for anybody else. I don't ask them to speak for, well, any, for me. Okay, so just say me. If you're going to talk, if you're going to if you're going to blame something, then let's make sure you're at least blaming me directly. So now go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, the fact is that you and a lot on Fox News and whatever. Again, I don't, um, I don't I'm not on Fox saying, News. I'm not on Fox okay. News. So don't 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 keep trying to lump me in there with a bunch of other people. If you're going to accuse me of something, Joanne, then stick with accusing me of something. So I'll say it again, start all over. Okay. So you are sticking up or saying that Cohen is lying and that he's lying to get out of his his, his sentencing and get a lighter sentence. Well, you don't think that the Southern District and the Mueller group and everyone has enough facts to back what he's saying. They're not just going to let him go and give him a lighter sentence or believe what he says. They know he's a known liar. And I don't. How would they, how would they know that he's a, how would they know that he's a known liar? You, you look at Michael Cohen and I deal with facts here. Michael Cohen was 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 a guy that they knew knew a lot about Donald Trump. In fact, you could argue everything about his business dealings. They desperately wanted dirt on Donald Trump. They then looked at his life and things that had nothing to do with the scope of the investigation. They found something he had done illegal outside of anything to do with Trump, and then they used that as leverage to try to get bad info for him to turn on Trump, hoping they would get something out of him. You don't see that and say that's pretty messed up. And the fact that the president also lost attorney-client privilege in the process, you don't have a problem with that? I don't because we don't Because know it's Donald Mueller... Trump? or Hold on one no. second. You don't wait. If you have an attorney, an attorney that works with you for 10 years, and that attorney does something, okay, that is illegal in their own personal life, do you think that should mean that you should lose attorney-client privilege? Um, here's the thing. They it's a simple question. If No, I don't. I shouldn't okay. do that. 
But okay, so 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 then then you should agree with me that what they did to Michael to Michael Cohen to get to Donald Trump is highly unethical. No, they knew that he you, had stuff on Trump, or they would not have raided his house and join join. They raided his house. Again, this is where I deal with facts. They did not raise his, raid his house to get stuff on Trump. They raided his house to get stuff on what was going on in his business life. Right. and they That's not about Trump, that- so that's a lie. They raided his house because they knew that he had done things or they had suspicions to believe that he had done things in his personal life, and then they got the information to confirm it, and then they said, now we own you, turn on Trump, that's our whole goal here. No. I mean, that's- it- if Joanne, that's literally what happened. Everybody knows it. How can you not accept that? If he turns on Trump, it doesn't mean that he's just making up lies now to to get a lighter sentence. Uh, okay, he so so then why would you take the deal? Proof. Why? Hold on, jo- Joanne. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have to deal with reality here. You don't do what Michael Cohen just did unless you're trying to get out of trouble with the all the personal financial crimes that he did. His charges against him were for personal reasons, not related to Trump. So the only reason why he got a lighter sentence, John, was because he decided to play a game with a special prosecutor on Trump. I'll leave it at that with you. I, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'll be able to convince you ever, regardless of the facts. One eight seven seven. 381-3811. Ben Ferguson. Uh, you can tweet at me at Ben Ferguson Show on Facebook, Ben Ferguson Show. A lot more coming up. It's the Mark Levin Show. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. I'm sitting right now. In my chair, stretching out, proud of myself. It's Friday, December the 14th, and by golly, I've got a lot of my Christmas shopping done. Thank goodness for online shopping. Hey, Mr. Producer, Mark have something that they both wholeheartedly agree on, and it's not something political. Uh, It's that they both love their different versions of the X chair. Even though they are different heights and weights, the X chair conforms to each of them to provide the same unbelievable level of support and comfort. Uh, Mr. Producer and I were talking about this during the break, and he was telling me he feels the difference. Less pain, more energy, better focus, more productivity, uh, and it made me want to go out and buy this chair. I don't have one, but after hearing about the X chair, uh, I'm ready to start shopping. They have just introduced two new colors for the holidays, red and white. Uh, Both are stunning. You can go to xchairlevin.com to see them. Uh, you can check them out there, and if you prefer one of those new standing desks, they've got those too. X Chair has its own version of the uh, called the X Flex Top Sit Slash Stand Desk. You can check it out at xchairlevin.com. Uh, X Chair is on sale now for a hundred dollars off, so go to xchairlevin.com. That's xchairlevin.com, or you can also call them one eight four four X Chair. That's one eight four four X. Chair, uh, go there now. Use the code Levin. You also get the. Uh, you can see all this and get a free footrest. So there you have it. If you're looking for something for holidays last minute, there's a great one for you. All right, back to your phone calls. Uh, coming up one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Do you find Michael Cohen credible? Uh, I would say no, no. I don't find him credible at all. 
Uh, by the way, breaking news, Cher, the singer, she's still a hack. She just came out and said, Trump's a liar, thug, crook, traitor. Who's ruining America? And that, my friends, is how you know that Donald Trump's doing one hell of a job. When you got Cher calling him a liar, thug, crook, traitor, who's ruining America, you know he's doing it right. I mean, do I really want a candidate that from Cher? Well, if I could just turn back time. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hour two coming up. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Well, I've got some really good news for you. Mark Levin, uh, as he tweeted out earlier today, he will be back with you on Monday. And it's an honor to be filling in for the great one. Uh, and we're ready to have Mark back here, I can tell you that. Uh, it's uh, He'll be back with you Monday. So uh, speedy recover, recovery, my friend, and uh, we are excited to have him back on Monday. I'll be filling in for you tonight, Ben Ferguson, with you. Uh, and it's the big interview that everybody is saying, oh, he's so credible now. Look how credible he is. We're referencing Michael Cohen. Now, Donald Trump had a lot of things to say about Michael Cohen. Uh, he made them very clear. He believes that Michael Cohen is a guy that's weak, that agreed to plead guilty to something that actually wasn't even against the law uh, because of his own business dealings. Um, he said, quote, I never directed Michael Cohen to break the law. He was a lawyer and he is supposed to know the law. It's called advice of counsel. And a lawyer has great liability if a mistake is made. That is why they get paid. Despite many campaign finance laws, finance lawyers have strongly stated that I did nothing wrong with respect to campaign finance laws. If they even apply, because this was not campaign finance. Cohen was guilty on many charges unrelated to me, but he pleaded to two count, two campaign charges, which were not criminal and of which he probably was not guilty even on a civil basis. Trump went on to say those charges were just agreed to by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence, which he did including the fact that his family was temporarily left, temporarily left off the hook. As a lawyer, Michael has great li- liability to me. They gave. He went on to say they gave General Flynn a great deal because they were embarrassed by the way he was treated. The FBI said he didn't lie, and they, and they overrode the FBI. They want to scare everybody into making up stories that are not true by catching them in the smallest of misstatements. Sad, and then he tweeted out witch hunt in reference to this. Uh, this this is just some of what the president had to say. And Michael Cohen went on TV uh, this morning uh, and sat down with George Stephanopoulos. And, and Mr. Producer, if you'll play clip one, uh, I just want people to hear what Michael Cohen said. I want you to think about this for a second. Michael Cohen is an attorney. It is his job to not break the law. It is his job to make sure that he doesn't do things that are wrong. Okay, let's be clear about that. That's his job. His job is to make sure that he doesn't do things that are against the law. The president's very clear about that. Here is more of that conversation. Listen to this. 
He's saying very clearly that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. He directed me, as I said in my allocution, and I said as well in the plea. He directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, uh, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker and then David Pecker's counsel. I just reviewed the documents in order to protect him. I gave loyalty to someone who truthfully does not deserve loyalty. He was trying to hide what you were doing, correct? Correct. And he knew it was wrong? Of course. And he was doing that to help his election? He, you have to remember at what point in time that this matter came about, two weeks or so before the election, post the Billy Bush comments. So yes, he was very concerned about how this would affect the election. I'll say it again. I said it earlier. The people now that love Michael Cohen are the same people that told you he was a dirtbag lawyer. And now they say, oh, he's so believable. He has done nothing wrong. He's just, he, he you know, and, and he said, you know, I, 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 Mike Cohen went on and said, I didn't lie about anything. Uh, I didn't lie. And, and get number, cut, cut number five ready, Mr. Producer, because this is cut number five. This is what he said. He goes, I, I didn't lie about anything. Yes, you did. You got in trouble because of all the things you did in your own personal life. You absolutely lied. Listen to this. So what do you say to people, and, you know, there are a lot of people who would be watching who are going to be thinking, but wait a second, he lied for so long, why should we believe him now? What's the answer to that? What do you mean lied? Lied about what? At the Trump Organization, it's a microcosm of even just the New York real estate market. What do we lie about? It's New York real estate. Yes, it's the greatest product ever created. Is that a lie? Well, but you pleaded guilty to lying to Congress. Yes. So why should we believe you now? Because the special counsel stated emphatically that the information that I gave to them was credible and helpful. There's a substantial amount of information that they possess that corroborates the fact that I am telling the truth. So you're done with the lying. I am done with the lying. I am done being loyal (laughs) to President Trump. And my first loyalty belongs to my wife my daughter, my son, and this country. And this country. Oh, okay, yeah, no. Your loyalty is to the prosecutors who you're begging to not send you to prison forever. Your loyalty is to them to do whatever they need you to do so that you see the light of day again. Your loyalty was never to Donald Trump. If it was to Donald Trump, you would have made it very clear that you would take responsibility of your actions that you did on your own time, in your own capacity, with your own businesses that have nothing to do with Trump, you would do that on your own. But you didn't do it on your own, and the reason why is because you needed a get-out-of-jail-free card. And that get-out-of-jail-free card was, I know a bunch about Trump, what do you want to know? And I don't find him credible here at all. Let me go to your phone calls on this. Let me go to uh, John. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. Hi. Hi, Ben. Thanks for taking my call. I've been an attorney here for just short of 35 years, and I want to thank you for bringing up about the attorney-client privilege. 
the only person who has ever been able to waive attorney-client privilege is the client. I've had clients, and I don't do a lot of criminal work anymore, but uh, been appointed on for people who've done just horrible things, murder, rape, kidnapping, robbery. I tell them from the beginning, I will withdraw if you don't tell me the truth. So they admit these things to me. They admit they've done them. And there are notes in my file that they have done these things. If the state can come in and take my notes and make me testify, they have destroyed the entire justice system. They just can't do that. If that were to happen, first off, I would be disbarred. Second off, the whoever stepped in to represent them would have all of that evidence suppressed and they would have all the evidence that they gained from the information they got from me suppressed as fruit of the poisonous tree. They just can't do that, and I do not understand how they're getting around that on this case. It's it's this is what the, and, and you people talk about the deep state. This is a, this is the deep state. They have said the rules don't apply. We can do whatever we want to do. We're going to raid your house to send a message. We're going to get information on you that has nothing to do with Trump. And then we're going to hold it over your head. So you give us what we want on Trump. And and all the client privilege was thrown out the window as soon as they had things on Don, on Michael Cohen that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. Almost all of the charges and all of the real jail time he was facing were things that he did that had nothing to do with Trump. And I would say to Michael Cohen, you talk about taking responsibility. You haven't taken responsibility for anything. The only thing you've taken responsibility for is is saying, I will be responsible for trying to help bring down the president because I need to get out of jail free card. This guy isn't taking responsibility for anything. And, and he has violated the ethics that he has sworn to uphold. But when you're going to prison, when you're going to prison for years, you, he doesn't care about that. And that's obvious. He said, and, and, I, and look, attorneys, you are attorney. You know this. You know how this stuff works. He knows how this stuff works. This stuff works. As soon as they raided his house, I guarantee you, in his mind, he was thinking to himself, all right, what do I have and what can I exchange and how can I get a better deal? It would be the same advice he would have given his own, his own person, his, his own client. How do I get a better deal? That was his whole goal and objective. The other side of it, I don't understand from Mueller's standpoint, if they are going to take this to court, whoever is representing Trump on this is going to file a motion to suppress, and the court is going to be obligated, because it was a violation of attorney-client privilege, to suppress everything that they got from him in trying to prosecute Trump. Yeah, but you know this. The problem is you're dealing with a sitting president of the United States of America, and the whole argument is can you even prosecute him? I don't think they're even worried about prosecuting. I think they're just trying to embarrass him and then let Congress do the rest for them. That's what, I was going to, what we're looking at then is a public relations matter to right to and and, and if you can get if you can just if you can squeeze the president really hard and his family and his business and his former CFO and his attorney and you strip everything from him, the damage that you wanted to do has now been done. Right, and that's their whole goal here. Their whole objective was to squeeze everybody around this president, and then anything that they can't use, you leak out to the media, and then Congress gets to use it because Congress plays by a different set of rules than the court system does. 
They do, but it, it gets down to use the legal process, abuse the legal process to try to destroy somebody, even though you can't actually follow through with the legal procedures. Well, in this country, everybody should have the right to, to attorney-client privilege. And the fact is we now have a president that has lost that ability all because he's in the wrong party. John, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. one 381 3811 We'll have more on this. Michael Cohen, more cuts from this. It's incredible how much this guy was just full of it today, and the media now is obsessed with him. They think he's the most brilliant man ever. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one we read. Mark Lovin. Show Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark, who will be back with you on Monday. So he will. He's. He's. I think he's itching to get back, Mr. Producer. Can we? Can we? Can we agree on that? I think he's beyond ready to get back behind the microphone. He tweeted out earlier today. He will be back with you on Monday. Uh, it's always a pleasure to fill in for him. Uh, we've got a lot to chat about tonight, including uh, Michael Cohen, who says, "Believe me, believe me, believe me. You got to understand. Just believe me here." He said, I don't want to embarrass Trump. I just want to, I just want to tell the truth. I promise. This is not about me getting a better deal. This is not about me being shady in my own personal life. This is not about protecting my family. This is not about me trying to not go to jail for a really long time by using and exploiting my relationship I had as the attorney for the President of the United States of America that you guys want to nail the wall. No, I'm telling the truth. Mr. Producer, clip two. Can you get, tell me when you got that ready? Because it's just, it's classic absurdity. With Cohen, he's saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not here to embarrass the president. Are you insane? We can see right through it. Listen to this. And then you wake up today, and the president's tweeting from very early uh, in the morning. Uh, several different things. What struck me most is his claim that um, you, you agreed to this plea deal for this reason, he said. Those charges were just agreed to him by him in order to embarrass the president and get a much reduced prison sentence. I know which tweets you're talking about. First of all, it's absolutely not true. Um, I did not do it to embarrass the president. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Many people know the truth. Under no circumstances do I want to embarrass the president of the United States of America. The truth is, I told the truth. I took responsibility for my actions. And instead of him taking responsibility for his actions, what does he do? He attacks my family. And after yesterday, again, being before the court and taking the responsibility and receiving a sentence of 36 months, the, the only thing he can do is to tweet about my family. He said in the tweets, he repeated in an interview later on, that basically he says, his claim, uh, you're lying about him protect your wife to protect your father inaccurate he knows the truth i know the truth others know the truth and here is the truth the people of the united states of america the people of the world don't believe what he's saying the man doesn't tell the truth and it's said that i should take responsibility for his dirty deeds you lie for him for a long time more than 10 years why out of loyalty out of loyalty to him, I followed a bad path, and hence how we started this conversation. 
I, I have my freedom. And I will not be the villain, as I told you once before. I will not be the villain of his story. I shouldn't have to take the fall for his deeds. Look at the charges against you, Michael Cohen. Look at them. The charges that are against you. Okay, look, again, look at the charges that are against you. The charges against you are for things that had nothing to do. Nothing to do. With the President of the United States of America, with his campaign, with collusion. And you sit there and you act like somehow this is actually Donald Trump's fault. Did Donald Trump own your company? No. Did Donald Trump own a taxi cab with you? No. Did Donald Trump do shitty business dealings with their in-laws? No. Did Donald Trump do shitty business dealings with you, with real estate, with things that had nothing to do with Donald Trump? No. I'm taking the fall for that guy? No, you're not. Yes, you were targeted to then target Donald Trump. You were a canary. You were a pawn. You've been treated as a pawn. If you want to blame Donald Trump for anything, then blame Donald Trump for being the president and you being exploited. But it's your fault that you were able to be exploited. If you've done nothing wrong, you could have given the feds a middle finger and said, here's what I think of you. You can go to hell. I have nothing that I've ever done wrong in my life, so go ahead, bring it on. You couldn't do that. And the reason why you couldn't do that is because you had done a ton of things wrong. You had multiple financial crimes that you had committed that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. You had multiple crimes that you had committed that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. And so then you lost all of the ability to be an honest person, to be able to fight back. You had to take the deal because you were going to jail, man. And then you sit there and you say, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Are you insane? You haven't taken responsibility for any of your actions. You've taken no responsibility for your actions. You've done the complete opposite of that. As soon as you got in trouble, what you did was you went out there and you immediately said, help me, please help me. I need a deal. You immediately rolled on the president who had attorney-client privilege, who gave you millions of dollars, who made you millions of dollars, who you used a relationship with Donald Trump to make millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars, and then you cheated on your taxes. And now you say, I have no loyalty to Donald Trump. Well, you never did, apparently. You're just a scumbag who got busted. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting. And you can join in at 877-381-3811. All right, welcome back. It is the uh, Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. And uh, Mark will be back with you on Monday that I can promise you. And you can send me uh, your comments 
Uh, many of you are already writing in on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, ben Ferguson Show on, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and also, you can uh, follow and check out The Ferguson File, which is on CRTV. Uh, you probably heard the big news that CRTV and The Blaze have merged to create Blaze Media. Well, the liberal media is, uh, in its current form, uh, you know, is dead. And that's why we've got an incredible lineup of hosts uh, and personalities that have come together Pioneers of the conservative movement. Uh, many of you know, started with Mark Levin. Uh, I am honored to have my show, The Ferguson File, uh, on Blaze Media as well. So if you want a chance uh, to give a great Christmas gift this season, or maybe you've been wanting to uh, get this lineup, Blaze TV, right now you can get the entire year of Blaze TV for only $6.58 a month when you use the promo code Levin Christmas. That's right, Levin Christmas. You go to levintv.com, that's levintv.com, or you can make the call 1-844-LEVIN-TV. That's 1-844-LEVIN-TV. Use Levin Christmas, and you can get Blaze TV for only $6.58 a month when you use the promo code Levin Christmas. Great Christmas gift. Uh, you'll get Mark's show. You'll get so many others. My new show, which has just started on there, uh, our new episode we just actually threw up. So you can check it up on uh, if you want to get a little snippet of it. We put it up on Facebook as well, uh, the Ferguson file there. So I'd love for you to check that out as well. But, again, uh, go online, LevinTV.com, and use the promo code Levin Christmas, and you can get uh, Blaze uh, media, this whole entire thing for only $6 and 58 cents a month. We use a promo code Levin Christmas. All right. If you just join us, we are chatting about former attorney for the president of the United States of America, uh, Michael Cohen, who has uh, done this big interview where he says, I am honest. You need to understand I am honest. Um, and then he says, I'm not here to embarrass Trump. Uh, I'm the honest one. Trump's the bad one, even though I lied in my business dealings, lied to the government, lied on my taxes, embezzled money, but I'm the honest one. Uh, Miss Producer, get clip three ready, because Michael Cohen, who is, and this is exactly what I told you he was going to do. When they raided his house and they got all this info on his personal business dealings and he knew he was done, what he had to say is what he would have told the advice to a client. Give them what they want. Say what they want you to say, which is Donald Trump's an evil person. Donald Trump's a liar. Donald Trump's terrible. Donald Trump is corrupt. Donald Trump is somebody you can't trust. Donald Trump made me do it. And that's exactly what he said this morning uh, with George Stephanopoulos, which is I'm sure the same thing he's been saying for months to to the special counsel. Listen to this. He said in the tweets, he repeated in an interview later on, that basically he says, his claim, uh, you're lying about him to protect your wife, to protect your father. Inaccurate. He knows the truth. I know the truth. Others know the truth. And here is the truth. The people of the United States of America, the people of the world, don't believe what he's saying. The man doesn't tell the truth. And it's said that I should take responsibility for his dirty deeds. You lie for him for a long time. More than 10 years. Why? Out of loyalty. Out of loyalty to him. I followed a bad path. And hence how we started this conversation. I, I, I have my freedom. And I will not be the villain, as I told you once before. I will not be the villain of his story. He's saying very clearly 
that he never directed you to do anything wrong. Is that true? I don't think there's anybody that believes that. First of all, nothing at the Trump Organization was ever done unless it was run through Mr. Trump. He directed me, as I said in my allocution, and I said as well in the plea, he directed me to make the payments. He directed me to become involved in these matters, uh, including the one with McDougal, which was really between him and David Pecker and then David Pecker's counsel. I just reviewed the documents in order to protect him. I gave loyalty to someone who truthfully does not deserve loyalty. And there it is. It's all he made me do it. I'm just a grown man with a family who is making millions of dollars because of this relationship, but he made me do it. He made me do it. He made me do it. I don't believe this guy at all. One bit. Jonathan, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Jonathan, you there? All right, Jonathan, go ahead. I mean, the, the argument that you're basing this whole show on is just taking up a lot of time. I mean, you're missing the point of the conversation. Uh, what's his name that owns the... Um, How am I missing that, the point of the conversation? Stuff has been corroborated. Okay, if three guys rob a bank, one guy gets caught. What do you think? Yeah, I've been lying the whole time. Eventually, the truth is going to come out. They already have the evidence. They already have Peck, who, has co- who created the documents and corroborate everything he says. Now, whether the guy was credible or lying now, what were lying before, trust me, he's telling the truth now when you're looking at time. So I don't he's know, telling I don't know the... Wait, 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 wait. How is a guy who's telling the truth now because he's going to do the time, as you just put it? Your logic makes no sense here. You're, you're going to do the time, and you don't want to go in and do as much time. So what you do is you go the complete opposite of that, and you say... Okay, tell me what you want to know so that I don't have to do all the time. The I, this is the this is the problem that government always have when they have someone that's a corroborating witnesses. You've compromised them. You have something over them. So now they are willing to do what you need them to do, and then that's the reason why so many people have a have a problem with a lot of these witnesses is for that reason. You can go through every jail across the country. That's what they do. That's my. That's what I just said. I don't know why you're having such a hard time hearing me. That's literally what I just said. Okay, but my point is, you're, you're arguing. Okay, all, all that that you said is true. But there are other. He kept saying there are other people that know the truth. I mean, you know that most guys. That's that's a, that's a classic. That's a classic line that people say to deflect from their own actions. I, I, I will. I will ask you this question: Are the mass majority of the crimes, okay, the mass majority of the crimes? that were committed by Michael Cohen that got him jail time, did they have anything to do with Trump? Did they have anything to do with the Trump organization? Everything started with the campaign, finance. No, 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 it's a simple question. I didn't ask what it started with. I asked you you a simple question. I'll ask it again. Okay. Did Michael Cohen get in trouble for lying to the government on his taxes and his personal business dealings, yes or no? Okay, yes. Did Michael Cohen, the majority of the charges against him, that they found him guilty of, did they have anything to do with Donald Trump? I don't know the exact number, but if you want to say the majority, which doesn't... It's all, it's all. all, of, them but, uh, it's all of them but two. And the majority of attorneys, Alan Dershowitz, a liberal, for example, 
said that he was crazy to admit to campaign finance violations because what he did was not against campaign finance. In the words of Alan Dershowitz, he said he could have given a billion dollars to any one of these women if he wanted to out of his private account, out of his business account, as the president did, and it would have had absolutely nothing, there would have been nothing wrong with it. Okay, Mr. Ferguson, if the man has told, let's not even call him, let's, let's call him what Rudy Giuliani say, the truth is not the truth. Let's say everything is. I, I don't know why a, you're bringing up Rudy Giuliani in this. It has nothing to do with this. We're de- we're dealing with Michael Cohen's words. Okay, but you're you're now. Michael this Cohen. is what's happening. Your your arguments falling apart. So you're now trying to distract with Rudy Giuliani, which has nothing to do with Michael Cohen. So let's stick back to the Michael Cohen issue here. I know you got a lot of callers. He's caught up in a snowball. He's part of whatever they're. I would agree. Michael Cohen's caught up in a snowball. His entire life has come crumbling down because of lying and cheating on his taxes and misrepresenting his earnings, which is what got him in trouble in the first place, which is what all the charges are from, basically. You know that's not the sole purpose of the case. No, the sole purpose of the case is not to really hurt Michael Cohen. The sole purpose of the case was to get Michael Cohen in a position where he could go to jail for a long time. So then if he did have anything on Trump, he would share it with a special prosecutor's office who couldn't that's, prosecute that's him. What they do. And the reason why they couldn't prosecute him is because it was outside the scope of the special prosecutor. So they had to refer the case to New York because it had nothing to do with what they were investigating. Okay, like, man, listen, there's so many mistruths this man has said over three. Again, again, I deal with facts here. What did he say that was a mistruth? What is give me an actual example of the mistruth that he said? You said there's so many so easily you should be able to give me one or two. Crowd size. Crowd size. Come on, man. You know that everything. Jonathan, 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 if your biggest it, it, you, so you think the president should be impeached over crowd size? Listen, man, every mistruth. Oh, okay, let me tell you something. You don't become L- that, Jonathan, don't Jonathan, do me a favor. Do me a favor, okay? Next time, before you call the Mark Levin show, think about how your argument's going to end. Before you call this show ever again, think about what happens to your argument when you start saying stupid stuff and how you think I'm going to respond or how Mark Levin's going to respond, because you just embarrassed yourself nationwide. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. Unbelievable. one 381 3811 Let me go to Patrick. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hello. Hey, Ben. Uh, nice job with the last caller. Um, even though some people may not like it, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's obvious that Michael Cohen has been coerced into the so-called confession that um, has basically been set up by the same individuals that are behind this nonsense investigation that's in search of some sort of crime, any crime that could undermine the president. But the point that I wanted to make, I wanted to put a magnifying glass on an important thing that you said, um, which has been clearly ignored by the media, especially when it comes to this fervor behind impeachment and the legitimacy of doing so, and that is, was this payoff done legally i.e. within the confines of Trump's personal wealth, or was it done illegally out of uh, basically campaign finance contributions? And I think 
that's the point that you're trying to make, uh, at least you were earlier, because if it was done legally, there's no case for impeachment at all. It's actually just a, a kind of a, a waste of time even to bring you, it up. You know but. what? I'm going to I'm going to play this for you coming up in a moment after the break, because Harvard Law professor said that Trump could have paid a billion dollars in hush money and it would not have been illegal. This is a Harvard Law professor who's a good friend of the Clintons. Uh, Alan Dershowitz say that President Trump could have directed uh, his attorney to pay a billion dollars in money to these women from his personal account. There is nothing wrong with it. There is nothing here that would have been that would have been an issue at all. And that's what he had to say about this. He said it, Trump could have paid a billion dollars and the money would not have been illegal. And he's absolutely right about this. He could have directed Michael Cohen to spend a billion dollars in hush money payments during the 2016 presidential campaign. He would not have committed a crime, even though this morning George Stephanopoulos sitting there with this, you know, guy saying, well, you guys know you broke the, the law with Stormy Daniels and, and Karen McDougal. And he's going, well, Donald Trump told me to do it if it was illegal. And by the way, it wasn't illegal. But if it was illegal, isn't it the job of your attorney to tell you we can't do that, Mr. President? It's illegal. Isn't isn't that his job to do that? That's his job. Hold on for me, Patrick. I'll play that for you coming up. Ben Ferguson uh, filling in for the great one. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. You can tweet at me at Ben Ferguson. Show a lot more coming up. We'll be right. Mark Lovin. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one who will be back with you on Monday. So uh, you can all wish him uh, uh, well. He tweeted out earlier. We're so glad to see that he will be back with you next week. So there you have it. Hey, Christmas is here, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, well, that sagging jawline and double chin don't have to be part of your celebration this year. Now you can make them disappear Introducing the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment with dual um, technology. It is uh, Charmonique's most advanced technology ever. It not only tightens the sagging jawline, but it also um, plumps the lipo. I'm going to screw the word up, Mr. Producer. You knew it. Lipophilic layers of your skin to contour and define the jawline within minutes. See, you you called it. He said Mark has the same issue. And I was like, say the word for me again. There we go. Using uh, these, um, all this technology together, it does an amazing and fast job with the results that you get better every single day. And for one more week, the GenuCell jawline treatment is yours absolutely free. When you order the GenuCell for under eye bags and puffiness, uh, and the results in 12 hours, GenuCell's, um, immediate effects is also free when you call or click now. All you have to do is 1-800-SKIN-604. That's 1-800-SKIN-604. Or go to GenuCell.com. Uh, end this year on a high note with beautiful skin, no bags and puffiness, and a tighter, higher jawline. 1-800-SKIN-604 or GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com. Check it out there. Great Christmas gift as well. All right, I want to get straight back into it. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, by the way, there's been so many people in this morning Michael Cohen's like, oh, I broke the law. I pleaded guilty. Uh, I'm so sorry. Donald Trump made me do it on these payments to Stormy Daniels and this other porn star. 
And Alan Dershowitz went on Fox News Channel, and he made it very clear. These payments are not illegal. He should have never pled guilty to these, but he pled guilty because he needed uh, to get out of trouble in his own personal life with his own personal business dealings. So he pled guilty because he was needed something. And the only way he was not going to go to prison for a really long time, the only way was to give them what they wanted, which was anything they could, anything he could on Donald Trump. Here's what Alan Dershowitz had to say about these payments. Listen to this. What Cohen doesn't seem to understand is the difference between something that may be wrong and something that may be illegal. Reasonable people could disagree about whether it's wrong to pay hush money to somebody to stop them from, uh, you know, uh, disclosing uh, alleged impropriety sexually. Uh, reasonable people could say that's wrong or that's right. It's not illegal. Uh, the, a presidential candidate under the law could spend a billion dollars of his own money to do anything in the campaign. For example, if a presidential candidate took cash, literally cash, and went and paid uh, one of these women and said, I'm paying you not to disclose what happened, and I'm doing it in order to help myself be elected president, that would not be a crime. A president's entitled to make campaign contributions to his own campaign. Uh, and the only issue is whether if he did it at all, he did it properly. And to the extent he authorized, that he authorized Cohen to make the payments, that makes them payments by the president, which makes them legal. And so whether you think it's wrong or right, I don't understand the case for how it's illegal. If you look at the very, very complicated campaign laws, the one thing that comes out simply is that a candidate may himself or herself contribute as much as they want to a campaign. If Bloomberg decides to run for president, he can say, I'm not taking a nickel from contributors. I'm going to put a billion dollars of my own money into this campaign. Uh, and he could do it for any reason whatsoever. So I don't understand the case for making that criminal. Okay. And what I worry about is when you criminalize political sins and you eliminate the line between wrong and crime, you're really endangering the rule of law. Amen to that. Alan Dershowitz, amen to that. So why did Michael Cohen, who's a lawyer, agree to plead guilty? It's because he needed a deal. And his and his get-out-of-jail card for years, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, was, hey, I know Donald Trump. What do you want me to say? Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin, hour three, coming up. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hour three at Mark Levin's show, Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I got great news. Mark Levin will be back with you on Monday. He tweeted out earlier today he will be back with you Monday, so we cannot wait for his return. In the meantime, you're stuck with me. And I got a lot to say in the last hour of the program today. Uh, we've been talking a lot about what happened uh, with Michael Cohen this morning. I got to get to something else, so that it's a headline uh, from the Washington Post under national security. And it is a headline that's one of the most disgusting headlines that I've ever seen. I actually tweeted this out earlier because the headline on Twitter was even worse than their headline that they had 
um, uh, uh, at the newspaper. And it's from the Washington Post, and it says, seven-year-old migrant girl taken into Border Patrol custody dies of dehydration and exhaustion. Now, if you read that headline, and I hope that every one of you will go read this story because it should be read, and I hope every one of you will, will, will tweet this out, retweet it out there. I put it up there. It's, on, it's my last tweet up there on, on, my, on my Twitter account, Ben Ferguson Show, on Twitter. But you read this headline from the Washington Post, and it says, A seven-year-old migrant girl taken into Border Patrol custody dies of dehydration and exhaustion. The only way to read that is to it to... And the way that it was written by the Washington Post is to clearly imply that the Washington Post, or it clearly implies that Border Patrol agents who save people's lives all the time. In fact, Border Patrol agents rescued more than 4,300 migrants from life-threatening situations so far this year. Border Patrol agents carried out more than 4,300 rescues of illegal immigrants along or near the U.S. border with Mexico during this year, 2018. This report came out today. This is up from 3,400 life-saving rescues in 2017. Now, Border Patrol agents rescued migrants from all these life-threatening situations 4,311 times in the fiscal year 2018, which ended on September the 30th. They did that. They came out with this, and the reason why they said this is to defend themselves against all the attacks that have happened by the left because of a misleading article. Not misleading, it's just a flat-out lie of a headline about the death of a seven-year-old Guatemalan girl this month. And it got a ton of attention in Hollywood and the press and everybody else in Washington Post have blown this story up to make our men and women that protect our border, Border Patrol agents, look like they literally stopped feeding a girl. That they threw her in like a prison cell and forgot about her, and she died of dehydration. That's not what happened at all. But the headline 100% puts her death, the blame of her death, on the Border Patrol agents who actually did everything they could to save her life, including life flighting her to try to save her life. Now, before I get into her story, I just want to remind you about what the Border Patrol agents do. Many times they save people's lives that the Mexican government can't save. Many times they work with the Mexican government when there are people that are in harm's way and Mexico doesn't have the ability, technology, resources to save them and and, and, and areas of, of very, very tough terrain. These rescues that they put their lives on the line to rescue illegal immigrants um, range from helping migrants who are in danger in, in one of the waterway boundaries between Mexico and the U.S. to saving their lives when human smugglers abandon them in the middle of the desert on these ranches in South Texas or the deserts of Arizona. They also include migrants who are packed like human cargo in the back of tractor trailers and other commercial trucks. Remember how they found all those dead bodies in the back of a truck? I think it was by a Walmart this year. Remember that story? There are extensive rescues of migrants by Border Patrol agents. Frequently, Border Patrol agents put their own lives at risk to rescue migrants who place themselves in these dangerous situations, which means that the Border Patrol agents have to go into dangerous situations to save them. 
one of the more recent examples, you had a McAllen Station Border Patrol agent that came at her attack from migrants throwing large rocks as he attempted to rescue a pregnant woman who had just crossed the border illegally. Now, I, I give you that background so that you understand that the Border Patrol agents are the good guys here. But, of course, that's not what the, what the Washington Post wants you to do. No, they write a headline that says a seven-year-old migrant girl taken into custody by Border Patrol, uh, you know, dies of dehydration exhaustion, implying that when the Border Patrol agents got her, she was totally fine. That when the Border Patrol agents got her, she was completely fine. And then they somehow did this to her. This, this is so sick of the Washington Post to do this to our men and women who actually tried to save her life. This is a sick headline by a, a, a newspaper that only wanted to hurt our Border Patrol agents and try to blame them for a death of a girl instead of tell the whole story, which is her parents did this to her. Now, you read the story from the Washington Post, and they tell you some of the facts. I'm going to read the story because I'm not afraid of it. Now, they have a picture of a Border Patrol agent. Underneath it says, immigration officials said a 7-year-old girl from Guatemala died of dehydration and shock after she and her father were taken into custody December the 6th. Again, acting like the Border Patrol agents actually dehydrated her. That's not what happened if you look at the darn story. The seven-year-old girl that died of dehydration shock after she was taken into Border Patrol custody last week for crossing from Mexico in the United States illegally with her father and a large group of migrants along a remote area of New Mexico desert. The child's death is likely to intensify scrutiny, the Post says, of detention conditions at Border Patrol stations and facilities that are increasingly overwhelmed by a large number of families seeking asylum in the United States. According to records, the girl and her father were taken into custody about 10 o'clock December the 6th, south of uh, Lordsburg, New Mexico, as a group of 163 people who approached U.S. agents to turn themselves in. Eight hours later, or as they put it, more than eight hours later, the child began having seizures at 6.25 a.m. Emergency responders who arrived soon after measured her body temperature at 105.7 degrees. And according to a statement from... CBP, she reportedly had not eaten or consumed water for several days. Okay, whose fault is that? You're talking about basically six, seven hours after these people come in and, and they take in a hundred to process 167 people in the desert of New Mexico. And now the Washington Post wants to try to imply that, that this is all the fault of the Border Patrol agents when that when we find out that this child had not eaten or consumed water for days. That's the fault of the father. If you want an accurate headline, the headline should be seven-year-old migrant whose father took her in the middle of the desert, who didn't give her water or food for days, died of dehydration and exhaustion. Has nothing to do with the Border Patrol agents, but hey, let's not let that get in the way of a good story to demonize our Border Patrol agents because now we hate them because they try to protect our border and it doesn't fit our little liberal narrative at the Washington Post. Now, how hard did the Border Patrol agents try to save her life? Well... I'll quote the Washington Post. After a helicopter flight. So we, 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 we laid out all the stops to save this child. 
We put her in a helicopter, flew her to Providence Children's Hospital in El Paso. The child went into cardiac arrest and was revived. However, the child did not recover and died at the hospital less than 24 hours after being transported. So the agency finds a girl in the middle of the desert with 163 other people. A father has not given her water. The father has not given this child uh, anything to eat in several days. A couple, several hours, uh, eight, seven, eight hours after they even find the child and they start processing, they then find out that she's having a seizure. The first responders get there. They start helping her. They realize that she's got 105.7 degree fever. They throw her in a Metaflight helicopter, send her to one of the best hospitals in the region, if not the best hospital in the region, Providence Children Hospital in El Paso. They, she's in cardiac arrest. They recover, they, they, they revive her. They then give her the best hospital care that they can give her. And unfortunately, because of the irresponsibility of her father, who did not feed her or give her water for several days, it cost her life. But your headline reads, seven-year-old migrant girl taken into Border Patrol custody dies of dehydration and exhaustion, implying that the Border Patrol did this to her. To the Washington Post, you can go to hell for writing this story. You're a sick group of people. I mean, Nick Muroff and Robert Moore wrote this story yesterday at night and posted at 10 o'clock Eastern time. You guys are sick. You guys are sick. This is exactly the reason why you have a secure border. If you have a secure border and the and people in the world know that you're not going to just be able to rush the border and get across. You're not going to be able to run up to Border Patrol agents and go, asylum, here it is, I seek it. You don't have these children's lives that are put in harm's way by parents that don't feed them or give them water and put them in the middle of the desert for days. The girl's father remains in El Paso awaiting a meeting with Guatemalan officials, according to CBP. The agency is investigating the incident to ensure appropriate policies were followed. Food and water are typically provided to migrants in Border Patrol custody, and it isn't immediately clear Thursday if the girl received provisions and medical exams before the onset of the seizures. It may have been because they actually had, and if you do the math on this, this is the part that's so frustrating. You had 163 people approach U.S. agents to turn themselves in. Do, do the math on that. If you if you divide that number, and I'm just doing basic math here. If you have 163 people and you divide that by eight hours, that means that you're having to process 20.3 people an hour to get all of them done. That means talk to them, go through them, look at the medical issues, everything else, divide them up, see who belongs to who. That's a pretty big task when you find people in the middle of the desert and you don't have some massive staff sitting by waiting to do this because you're in the middle of the desert. you got to even transport them to a facility to then process them. But, hey, let's not get that. Let's not let that get in the way of a good story, right? Because the story here is hate the Border Patrol agents and they killed a 7-year-old. Not the dad who put the daughter in this situation. Not a dad who who didn't say, please give me water for my child because my child hasn't eaten in days. No, 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 no. Let's blame Border Patrol who tried to save her life and put her on a helicopter. 
Let's not talk about the father who endangered the child's life by sticking her in the desert and not giving her food or water for days. No, it's not his fault. Somehow this is the U.S. government fault and the Border Patrol agents who they act as if somehow they killed this little girl, which did not happen. one 381 3811. These are the types of articles that any decent editor would look at after looking at the details and say, you're fired. This is one of the most disgusting and misleading headlines that I have ever seen. And any decent newspaper would fire these two people for writing such a misleading headline and a misleading story. To demonize Border Patrol agents that clearly you don't like. Democrats come out immediately said the dead migrant child is this is devastating and cruel. I agree with you. And the father should be held accountable. But they're not angry at the father. They're not outraged over the father. They're not emotional about the father. They're emotional because they say that this is the U.S. Border Patrol's fault. It's disgusting how low Democrats will go to try to demonize our men and women at the border. Hillary Clinton tweeted out, There are no words to capture the horror of a seven-year-old girl dying of dehydration in U.S. custody. What's happening at our border is a humanitarian crisis. Not, thank you for trying to save her life. What father puts a seven-year-old girl into this situation? No, no, no. Don't blame. No, no personal responsibility here on this one. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark will be back with you on Monday, and we are ready to have him back after some extended time off. Uh, again, he'll be back with you all next week. All right, we got a lot to chat about tonight. Uh, including this uh, sick, perverted, disgusting, vile, pathetic, god-awful, and just, uh, I don't even know what other words to use. BS headline that was put out there, if for no other reason, to make our Border Patrol agents and Donald Trump look bad. Washington Post puts an article out there that the left uses to demonize our amazing men and women at the border, saying, quote, and this is their headline, seven-year-old migrant taken... Girl taken into Border Patrol custody dies of dehydration exhaustion, clearly implying that our Border Patrol withheld water to the point where someone can die. Now, a couple things here. If you're a doctor, I'd love to talk to you about this, but I had a lot of doctors that have been reaching out to me on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, just in the last 10 minutes, who said that it's impossible to dehydrate someone in six hours, seven hours. In normal condition, that's just that does, no one dies from dehydration from a normal human, like being normally hydrated to then dying in seven hours from dehydration. It doesn't happen. It's impossible. Well, that's how long she was from the time of contact with Border Patrol. And the idea that somehow she was like, she wasn't, you, you know, it took hours to even get everybody into the facility, et cetera. They found them in the, I mean, the desert, for goodness sakes. They walk up to these Border Patrol agents that when they've come through the desert. It takes time to process 100, 100 plus people. And Democrats, they don't care about the facts here. 
Camilla Harris says this is tragic. We need a full and thorough account of what happened before the seven-year-old died of dehydration, exhaustion, and CBP custody. I can tell you what happened, Camilla Harris. You have an irresponsible father that took a seven-year-old girl in the desert, didn't give her food or water for days, and it cost her her life. It was not the CBP's fault. Representative Joe Kennedy put, you know, tweeted out, what, this girl plus her father must have survived to reach our shores. The things we must have told her in the darkest moments about a country worth that journey, a place where the suffering would stop. Instead, this. Develop, devastating. Yeah, it is devastating that you don't hold the father accountable for putting his daughter's life at risk, not giving her food and water for days. A statement from the Home, Department of Homeland Security noted, quote, as we have always said, traveling north illegally is extremely dangerous. Drug cartels, human smugglers, and the elements pose deadly risk to anyone who come across the border illegally. Border Patrol always takes care of individuals in their custody and does everything in their power to keep them safe. Every year, the Border Patrol saves hundreds of people who are overcome by the elements between our ports of entry. Unfortunately, despite our best efforts and the best efforts of the medical team treating the child, we are unable to stop this tragedy from occurring. Once again, we are begging parents to not put themselves or their children at risk, attempting to enter illegally. Please present yourselves at a port of entry and seek to enter legally and safely. Oh, let that not. No, 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 no. It's the Border Patrol's fault. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. You want to read the whole article? I tweeted it out. We'll be right back. If the world seems so confusing, Mike will be glad to clear that up for you. Call him now at 877-381-3811. The corruption of the media is just flat out sick. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one who will be back with you on Monday. And it's another disgusting headline that is so misleading. Washington Post under national security have a headline that reads seven-year-old migrant girl taken into Border Patrol custody dies of dehydration exhaustion. They forget to report that she had repeatedly not uh, reportedly not eaten or consumed water for days, several days while out in the desert. And her father put her in this situation. But somehow we're going to blame the Border Patrol agents and act like act like they Somehow killed them. Uh, Hogan Gidley is a good friend of mine. Uh, White House uh, in the press office fought back on this issue as, as exactly as he should, uh, and and made it clear that this he says this is the father's fault. The White House responding this. The White House principal deputy press secretary Hogan Gidley responded to the death of the of the young girl, saying it could have been a hundred percent preventable. Quote, does the administration take responsibility for a parent taking a child on a trek through Mexico to get to this country? No. It's a horrific, tragic situation, Gidley said. Obviously, our hearts go out to the family and to anyone who suffered any type of danger and peril that they see so often when they make this trek up from the southern border. But the White House spokesperson says, this is, you got to look at the father here. 
We did everything we could to save her life. We put her in a helicopter, flew her to the hospital. We did what we could do to save her life after we clearly, when she got to us, she was in terrible shape, not having water or eating for days. And the father put her in this situation. That's the reality here. one 877 381 All right, one other thing i got to tell you about real quick uh, is an incredible organization called AMAC. Uh, do not spend your hard-earned money to join um, another group called AARP. Did you know the AARP went full blast in this last midterm elections to make sure the Republicans lost the House? That's right. AARP is a hardcore liberal organization. A lot of people have no clue who they really are. This is the organization, AARP, that actually scripted portions of White House speeches behind closed door to ensure the passage of the Affordable Care Act. AARP is an organization that stood against the tax cuts for middle-class Americans and small business owners known as the Trump tax cuts. And they went after Republican members of Congress trying to make sure the Democrats won back the House. Well, if you're a member of that group, AARP, it is time for you to cancel your membership right now and join the conservative alternative called AMAC. Now, AMAC offers uh, not only your voice uh, to be heard in Washington, but they are an alternative on just about every benefit that AARP offers. And it's the number one thing that people join AARP for is the benefits. AMAC has those membership, those benefits for their members. But they do something else that's even more important. They fight for our values, protecting our borders, enforcing common-sense immigration laws, supporting small businesses, standing up for individuals and seniors. If you want to have your voice be represented in Washington and you want a group looking out for our values, it is time for you to join AMAC and stand with more than one million other conservatives as we fight back hard in Washington. Go online to amac.us, and you can join right now. That's amac, A-M-A-C, dot U-S. AMAC is better. It's better for you. It's better for our values. It's better for America. Check them out online. I'm a member, amac, A-M-A-C, dot U-S. All right, let me get back to your phone calls. one 877 11. Uh, let me go to John. Thanks for waiting. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. John, I guess you're not there. We'll try to get you back. Let me go to Tara. Tara, thanks for waiting. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Give me your thoughts on this. You know, I haven't read the article, just listening to, to your to your take on this story, and I'm from New Mexico, and just to shed some light on the geography of the region, when people cross, like at Antelope Wells, it is a 27-hour walk, according to Google, and just I've been in the area, but about a 27-hour walk if those people were to walk from Antelope Wells to Lordsburg, which is the nearest civilization out here. So the fact that they ran into Border Patrol at some point after crossing the border happened to find Border Patrol agents who are there to save lives and to, in addition to protecting our borders, um, you know, her chances of survival and getting treated and doing all the things that they did and possibly surviving are much greater for the interference of Border Patrol. Had they wandered in, you know, come in illegally, didn't get intercepted by Border Patrol, they would have wandered around for days 
additionally. Well, my, I mean, answer. the best the best thing that happened to this little girl's chances of living clearly because she was so close to death. And anyway, when they when Border Patrol, they, they got in you know contact with Border Patrol. She would have been done for for sure. At least they get, we gave her a fighting chance and a helicopter ride to the best medical care we could and revived her. I mean, unfortunately, the father's to blame here, not the Border Patrol agents. Right. And it's a sad situation. But I think people think, and when you say processing, and obviously the headline was incredibly misleading and poorly written. No, it's not. It's, like- hold on. It's not, it's, not mis, it's not poorly written. It was – the headline is written – to on purpose it's not an accident it's not like it's an accidental comma that was missed that then changed the meaning of a sentence this headline by the washington post was deliberately written to blame border patrol agents for killing a seven-year-old girl and so that liberals would then be able to pounce on this and that's exactly what happened from hillary clinton to all the others we could see it right there clearly i mean look at representative jerry nadler he tweeted out because of the story and and posted the story he said a seven-year-old child dies while in custody u.s government DHS government secretary is coming before House Judiciary Committee next week, and we will be demanding immediate answers to this tragedy, clearly blaming them for this. You had uh, Hillary Clinton tweeting it out. Uh, You know, Senator Jeff Merkley, who put, tonight I arrived in Texas to inspect the government facilities where families with children are being imprisoned. When I landed, I learned that a seven-year-old had died. We'll be on CNN New Day to talk about these horrific policies that we must push back. There's no policy that causes a seven-year-old to die, Senator, but it, it doesn't fit the narrative. You want the narrative to be that America's doing this instead of the parents are doing this. That this, I mean, this child didn't have water or eat for days. That is the fault of the father. Yeah, and it's just there's not a facility there. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like they say they, you know, it's the narrative, and they use the word imprisoned or in custody and it makes it sound like they're in the cage from the pictures that were also portrayed incorrectly and it's not it's you know they were intercepted in a place that there is no civilization and we're given a fighting chance so keep up the fight thank you i appreciate the phone call nice to talk to you one eight seven seven. 381-3811. Let me go to Lillian. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hello. Hi, Ben. This is Lillian, and I just wanted to make a comment. I was born in Mexico City as an American citizen, so you're an American child born abroad because they're not going to give us citizenship for being born there. So I know the culture very well, and unfortunately, um, it is not necessarily the father's fault or what's going on over here, any, any governmental fault. The Border Patrol agents here have rescued 4,300 migrants from life-threatening situations this year. There's a big article on Breitbart about that right now. But it is information that can be either very powerful or can be murderous. And that is what this is. This is information that these people are receiving over there to come here because it's always going to be better here, which is not the case when they get here, even if things go well and no one dies or gets ill or anything. It's still not going to be easy here. And that is exactly what we're purporting over and over and over again. And it gives no one any reason to do better or live better or have better because there's always something better on the other side. And as long as the media keeps that up, 
this is only the beginning, and this story, as awful as it is, is only representative of many awful stories of what these people go through. It, it's. It, I agree with you about the the stories there, and it's just it's just so misleading to make this out to be um, the fault of somebody uh, of these border patrol agents who risk their lives. And I went through that list because, and again, where's Hillary Clinton tweeting out thanking the Border Patrol agents for rescuing 4,300 migrants from, and and this is, again, in life-threatening situations in the fiscal year 2018. Why not give them credit for doing their job? Exactly. Everybody's working off of their own ego, whether they're going to get themselves on the front page or they're going to get elected or whatever it is that they're going to get, and that is... Every time you do that, by doing this, you're stepping on someone. That is you look, you look at the last year. The media has blamed now the seven-year-old's death on Border Patrol agents when we all know what, the, what really happened here is a father didn't give a child food and water for days and put their life at risk, and it cost their child their life. That's, that's, that's the facts here. You also have Democrats have referred to ICE agents as the Gestapo. You've heard them refer to ICE agents as terrorists who protect our border. And and now those that are wear the uniform are no longer the good guys. They're the terrorists. And the people that are coming to this country illegally are somehow the heroes. And the parents who put their kids' lives at risk, and it costs a seven-year-old her life because the of the I would refer I would I, I mean there's no other way to call this it's child abuse of their child uh, trying to you know break into our country this is this is child abuse and now we turn them into somehow uh, the these heroes who are just trying to look at the words look at the words of the senators here you know talking about how this is all everybody else's you know this is all the the, the fault of our government not the father who did this, talking about how, you know, it's so sad that they wanted to come to this country so badly, and now this is how it ended up. How would you feel if you you were willing to risk your life and then you died trying to come to a better life in America? These are their words. It's disgusting. I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, ma'am. Good to talk to you, Lillian. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. This news. Welcome back. It's the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And Mark will be back with you on Monday. But a federal judge in Texas has just struck down the Affordable Care Act. That's right. A federal judge in Texas said today, this evening, that the Affordable Care Act's individual coverage mandate is unconstitutional and that the rest of the law must also fall. I'm going to read that for you one more time. A federal judge in Texas has just said tonight that the Affordable Care Act's individual coverage mandate is unconstitutional and that the rest of the law must also fall. Now, this is breaking. That's all I've got on this at the moment. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Uh, on this coming up, but this is big breaking news for the Affordable Care Act. Uh, and uh, a lot of people 
were not paying attention because of all the other distractions in the media. The stock market's terrible. And, you know, Michael Cohen's uh, going after Donald Trump uh, and everything else, all the other distractions the media has out there. This is huge news on the issue of the Affordable Care Act, uh, and we are expecting more info to come in on this. Don't worry, though. They're going to actually talk about Michael Flynn and the media. They're going to talk about Mueller. They're going to talk about uh, all this other stuff that's going on because, you know, this is this is the thing that you shouldn't be worried about because, no, this isn't a big deal at all, right? No, not at all. Not a big deal at all that the Affordable Care Act was just struck down by a federal judge in Texas. We'll have more on this in a moment, uh, but I just wanted to bring you that news real quick because it is significant in nature, uh, and this is something that is a huge victory for conservatives like myself who've been for so long saying that this is, in fact, unconstitutional. So there you have it there. All right, real quick, I want to remind you about Hillsdale College. Uh, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good The vast majority of them now have abandoned that mission altogether. Uh, Well, if you still want the truth and you want to learn, there is uh, Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission to provide sound learning of the kind essentials to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligence as well with being honest about what's going on and what our founding fathers said. Well, Hillsdale has just entered their 175th year. It remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extend its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include, and this is the part that matters to you the most, free online courses. Also, the publication of its free speech uh, digest and its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C. at the Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide. So if you have not checked out Hillsdale, you need to. Uh, this is what they've been doing since 1844. Find out more online, Hillsdale Online. You can check it out. Uh, they do amazing work. And the other thing is if you've not taken their free classes online, you are missing out. Uh, it is absolutely incredible what they do online. So there you have it. All right, I want to get back to your phone calls uh, on this other disgusting issue of this misleading headline by, not not misleading, it's just done on purpose. The Washington Post puts out a story that's a lie, uh, implying that se- a seven-year-old migrant girl was murdered, killed, abused by Border Patrol agents. She died in custody of Border Patrol after they found her seven hours earlier. Her father had not given her food and water for days. She died of dehydration and exhaustion with the hand of the father. But the headline says that she died in custody of Border Patrol, implying that she died because they didn't give her food and water. We put her on a helicopter to take her to the best children's hospital in the area. We even were able to revitalize her, get her life back once. Unfortunately, she ended up dying later. We did everything we could to help out this uh, child who was taken advantage of by a father who put her in harm's way. And now the Washington Post wants to blame the U.S. government, our Border Patrol agents, like we killed her, which is not true at all. Marcus, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi, Marcus. Go ahead. How you doing, Ben? Um, yeah, but like the, the little seven-year-old girl had a choice to, to cross. And then, uh, well, you got Diane Feinstein blaming the border patrol too 
Yeah. And I guess we can thank the voters that uh, the Democrats didn't win uh, the Senate, too. Or could you imagine her running the Senate judiciary? Well, and get ready for the Democrats on the House side. They're going to do the, I'm sure they'll open an investigation to this because this has to be the fault of the Border Patrol, not the fault of the father. Not one of these Democrats from Hillary Clinton to Dianne Feinstein, any of the other ones I mentioned in between. None of them have questioned the, the father for putting their child, a seven year old, uh, in, in harm's way. And this is child abuse in its worst form. You have a father that was so irresponsible, they didn't give his daughter food and water for days. And then they want to blame the U.S. government for the actions of the father. This is sick. And the, and the media helping them do this is also disgusting. Marcus, God bless you, and I appreciate your phone call. Uh, Marco Van will be back with you on Monday. I am out of time. I'd love to keep up with you. You can check out the Ferguson file on Blaze TV with, where Mark's show is. Uh, you can also keep up with me. I'd love for you, too, on Facebook and Twitter. Ben Ferguson show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, have a great Christmas. Christmas.